Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Music In My Life with me, Laura Wright. It's the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel a certain way? Let's start off with something lighthearted and fun, which might help you guess what this week's subject is all about. Here's Jack Johnson singing something that should give it away. But baby, you hardly even notice When I try to show you this Song is meant to keep you from doing what you're supposed to Waking up too early Maybe we could sleep Make you banana pancakes, pretend like it's the weekend now. And we could pretend it all the time. Can't you see that it's just rain? Oh, so good. That song and actually Jack Johnson reminds me of my brother. I've got three older brothers and the middle brother of the three is called Paddy. And he used to play Jack Johnson all the time when I was younger and actually just hearing it then brings back so many memories of sort of summertime and sunshine and that sort of music with guitar and that sort of light-hearted sound I don't know it just makes me feel of sort of spring and summer um but if you didn't guess it um this week's episode is all about the relationship between music and food and a little bit of drink too, but you might have heard him singing about banana pancakes. And of course, that's the title of that song. Um, it was released in 2005 from his album In Between Dreams, in case you want to go and have a listen to it later today. So if you're hungry, grab a snack, turn up the volume and enjoy some music. Let's talk about what the relationship between music and food is all about. It's actually a really interesting one. There's been a huge amount of research, in fact, years ago, but also way more recently, about how music can influence our experience of food. After all, it's about the atmosphere of a place that makes us feel comfortable enough to enjoy our food in a relaxed way. That's if you can remember what it was like to be in a restaurant, because I can't. Um, and there's been times over lockdown where I've played, you know, pub music, and that's just sounds of people drinking and laughing and, and having food just for that atmosphere to, to feel that little bit more relaxed. Um, 
Of course, the tempo, the pitch, the genre of music can all have an influence on the way that we eat and it's been proven so and our response to food, even to the point that where we hear the music change, it can change our perceived taste of the food that we're eating. It can make us speed up or slow down. So if you want the table cleared, which let's face it, coming out of lockdown, these businesses are going to want to turn over those tables very quickly. (laughs) Speed up the music, you'll speed up the eating process and get people in and out nice and quick. But it has been proven that that can happen. Of course, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but we're going to talk about that now. So music and sounds are really powerful triggers of memory, and that can enhance our perception of flavors. And that, in a nutshell, is what this episode is about. Of course, it's also just an excuse for me to play you some of my favorite pieces of music, music that I love, and hopefully some new music for you to listen to. Let's talk about some examples first of research into this subject. Now, this information I'm going to read out to you is from the website Sensory Dimensions. So this is an example of their research. High-pitched music played on a piano actually enhanced the sweetness of toffee, whereas lower-pitched music played on brass instruments led to the same toffee being rated as more bitter. How weird and interesting is that? The piano music was also rated as more pleasant, which may in itself explain the association with sweetness. So we like the sound of a piano. It's it's calm, it's comforting, and perhaps that then enhances our taste, sensation and perception of that toffee being sweeter. Other studies actually have found from, again, from this website, Sensory Dimensions, other studies have found an association between high pitch sounds and sourness or acidity. So with wine, for example, we're talking about light and sound here. So red light and sweet music, so higher pitched music, increase the enjoyment of wine. So people were getting, you know, getting on it when there was high pitched music and a red light. And then green light and sour music reduced the liking for wine, which was described people who then had that wine described it as less fresh and of poorer quality. I think that's so interesting. It's sort of that placebo effect, I guess, coming into play there. Um, Let's talk about some historical references to food and then we'll get on to listening to some music. We're going to talk about Shakespeare for a moment. So, um, We're going to be very educated for a moment and talk about Twelfth Night, which was written way back in 1601, 1602, around then. And Duke Orsino talks about um, his love for a person, but through the way of talking about food. He uses food as that example of sort of word painting. And of course, you will know the first line, if music be the food of love, play on. And he goes on, give me excess of it, that sufficing the appetite may sicken and so die. That strain again, it had a dying fall. Oh, it came oh my ear like the sweet sound that breathes upon a bank of violets. I am no Shakespeare expert and I probably read that very badly, but you get the idea that this talking of food really whets the appetite of the senses and actually is compared to his love for someone. Um, now, Purcell, Henry Purcell, who is a Baroque composer, so he wrote chamber music, opera and songs. Very, very loved British composer. He lived from 1659 to 1695. And he wrote a piece of music of the same title called If Music Be the Food of Love. So I thought we'd start with that today. And we're going to hear um, we're going to hear Dame Emma Kirkby perform this. This was recorded in 1982, so quite some time ago. But if you haven't heard of her name before, she is 
the oracle when it comes to this style of music and she has a very clear tone of voice and very minimal vibrato um, which is just used to color the notes at the end of each phrase and that really suits this type of music because the notes move and the music moves quite fast so let's have a listen to Purcell's If Music Be the Food of Love beautiful there and you can hear that very clear tone in her voice that's known so well within the baroque genre of music um to to read some of the lyrics to you from that so the first line is the same as that shakespeare's um play twelfth night and it goes on so if music be the food of love sing on sing on sing on sing on till i'm filled and i'm filled with joy my listening soul you move with pleasures that can never clay your eyes your mean your tongue declare that you are music everywhere and then she repeats that phrase again and it's it goes on like that. So it's a really beautiful piece of music, but of course using the idea that food can really, really make us aware of all of our other senses. Let's move on to chocolate. <laughs> so those evenings where I feel like at the moment you'll make a cup of tea or a glass of wine or whatever your favorite choice of drink is and you want just that something sweet. I'm someone who as soon as that meal finishes I'm thinking about mm, what's in the cupboard that I can grab that's a snack or a sweet treat. So um, this might make you want to eat more of it and we're talking about jazz. So jazz is um, scientifically researched that this is the kind of music that you should listen to when eating chocolate specifically. But I'm going to say, you know, a sweet treat of some sort, maybe cake, something like that. Um, I'm going to play you something from Disney Pixar's movie Soul, which was released in 2020. So we're jumping from Shakespeare's 1600s to only uh, last year, in fact, um, which we won't talk about anything last year. But this was a real positive of the year that this was released. And if you haven't seen this movie, I watched it recently. It's really beautiful and I think portrays... Um, what people's passions are, what your spark for life is and, and just portrays life in a really beautiful, very clever way that not only, of course, Disney doing it so that we can relate to it as adults, but that children can enjoy this too. Um, so let's have a listen to some of this jazz music that's from this movie, which of course will go very, very well with your chocolate. If you've got chocolate in the house, go and grab it, come and sit down, have a listen to this piece of music. This is called Bigger Than Us. I don't want it to stop. I was just imagining in my head like a really big glass of red wine <laughs> and something like a galaxy caramel or something like that. I don't know, something very indulgent. Um, other brands are available, of course. Um, but let's move on to, um, of course, with the pandemic in mind, a lot of us are talking about having a staycation this year. You know, a lot of us aren't going to be able to travel how we would like to. And so I really think we're looking to have those holidays here in the UK and really have that sort of um, 
nostalgic feel, I guess, of when you were younger, you might have gone, I know I remember this, going to the seaside with my family and, you know, bucket and spade. Yes, it might have been a little bit colder than the Mediterranean, but it was the seaside and it was fun and the sun was shining. And you have those sounds of the seagulls and you might have some fish and chips. So I thought it'd be really nice to play some music that might go with your fish and chips. And of course, this is unless you have a second home in Dubai or somewhere fancy, which in that case, I don't want to be a friend anyway, because it's just unfair. But with the staycation in mind, here's an idea of some music that might go nicely with your fish and chips. I thought I heard the old man say, <laughs> John, can I, can I, can do right? Today, today, it's a holiday. <laughs> John, can I, can I, can do right? Do right. Love it. So that was Fisherman's Friends performing there at the Folk Awards a few years ago. Um, And really nice actually to hear real voices and Fisherman's Friends, obviously people who have have real experience of that kind of music and and real love for it too. So it was sort of a sea shanty medley that they performed and that was just a little moment there. So I thought it'd be nice to go with your fish and chips by the seaside. And this is the thing, you know, sounds for us can create so much emotion, so much memory, but also can really, as I've said, you know, build those senses, including taste. And I don't know about you, but when I hear music, I feel like I can almost taste those things. Um, So it's very, very clever how our brain then sort of responds to that music. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. 
Moving back to chocolate for a moment, just because I love chocolate. Um, of course, we can't talk about chocolate without talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I thought it'd be really interesting to play you two versions of um, Pure Imagination, the perhaps the most well-known song to have come from that 1971 musical fantasy film. And it was starring Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. And I want to play you his version of Pure Imagination um, from the movie, which of course is it's an adaptation of the book by Roald Dial. And then I want to play you the version by Barbara Streisand, which um, I've been lucky enough to see her sing this live. And she talks about the world and puts a very different spin on this piece of music, which of course, as an artist, you have that ability to take a song and maybe change the perception of it. So let's have a listen to Barbara Streisand singing, and then we'll listen to the original Gene Wilder. So this is Barbara singing Pure Imagination. Come with In a world of pure imagination Take a look and you'll see Into your imagination We'll begin so gorgeous um I should have said beforehand actually I wanted you to think about what chocolate you would have if you were listening to her performance of that piece so have a think now in comparison to that version what kind of chocolate does Gene Wilder's version make you think of I'll share with you what I thought initially after we've had a listen so here it comes if you want to view paradise simply look around and view it Anything you want to do it Want to change the world There's nothing to it What did you think of? So for me, Barbara was very smooth, maybe like a dark chocolate or something like that where it's you know a real kind of luxurious sensation and then for me comparison to Gene Wilder even though I personally think no one can sing that song like he does it was much more of a kind of a kind of hobnob you know like a little bit rough around the edges but still very satisfying very lovely and very dippable in your cup of tea um I know I'm gonna open a whole bag of what do you call it something of worms I can't even remember, bag of chips, whatever the saying is that you guys are going to say, because people are very, very passionate about what tea they have, how they have their tea and what chocolate biscuits or biscuits they dip into their tea. Or if you should dip at all, oh my goodness, can of worms, that's it, can of worms. Anyway, let's move on, more about food, less about worms. But I don't know about you guys, I've definitely chosen music that matches my mood, um, but also what I'm having for dinner, especially during lockdown. As I mentioned at the start, if my husband, Harry, was cooking, Um, and he really loves cooking he'll often listen to music as he cooks and I'll find some music while we're cooking dinner that makes us feel like we're in a restaurant of that type of food like makes us feel like we're having a real traditional experience perhaps um, makes us feel closer to where that food came from and you know let's face it food tastes better with that sort of vibe that atmosphere that we talked about but I want to talk about pieces of music now 
that encourage us to do certain things. So encourage us to eat, encourage us to drink. And that first piece of music is called the drinking song. Now, there are lots of pieces of music in the classical world, in the world of opera particularly, called Brindisi's. And that is something that encourages us. It's a lively song that encourages the drinking of wine or other alcoholic beverages. So on April the 12th, just play Brindisi's all day long. That's what I'd suggest. Um, but this is from the opera La Traviata, which is written by Verdi. I've had the pleasure of singing this song on stage. And I have to say, it's a really special moment because you perform this song Often when I've done it, it's been in an open air environment and people are having picnics and I've really missed that. Um, caveat, please take your trash home with you when you have a picnic. But when we see people enjoying food and drink outside and I'd be on stage singing this piece of music and it's about the drinking song, it's full of life, it's really uplifting and you see people just start to drink more, to eat more, to enjoy themselves, even to stand up and dance. So a little bit like we talked about music before in an episode that makes us want to move. I think this is music that makes us want to indulge. And for me, indulging can be having more excess of food and drink. And, and that's such a pleasure for all of us, especially when we're in that social environment. So let's have a listen to the drinking song. Um, Brindisi, as I said, is an Italian word. But interestingly, or if you're interested, it's actually derived from an old German phrase, which is ich bringe dir, offer it to you, it means, which it was basically used to introduce a toast at one time. And then that sort of transformation of the phrase became this, um, this encouragement to invite you to have a drink. And that's why this song uh, in an opera is called a Brindisi. Um, this actually is performed as part of an opera, as I said, but also often taken out of context as a separate piece. It's a duet between a male and a female singer, a tenor and a soprano. And it's just one of my favorites. So let's have a listen to some of um, the drinking song from La Traviata. <laughs> Viviamo, viviamo negli etichetti per la bellezza Oh, so gorgeous. And now let's have a listen to the very end of that piece where they really get to a huge climax of the song. And that was uh, the wonderful Pavarotti that we were hearing perform there. And as you heard the applause at the start as well, that was an outdoor performance. So again, as I mentioned, that sort of environment where people are just enjoying the music, enjoying the food, the wine. And of course, this is a song all about doing just that. So moving back to Disney, we seem to be orientating around Disney very much at the moment, but why not? Hey, a bit of escapism. I want to talk about Beauty and the Beast, where Belle is taken to France. It feels like France with this little um, 
Lumiere, who speaks in his French accent, and he says, be our guest. She's taken to France for her dinner. And actually, the cutlery even starts to put on a show. So I felt like this is a really good example of music and food coming together to create something really, really exciting, uplifting, fun, and a little bit of word painting as well. Um, the lyrics for this piece are written by Howard Ashman and the music by composer Alan Menken. And of course, it was 1991, the original Beauty and the Beast. And we've had, obviously, the um, the version, the film version more recently. But for me, this animated version, the original, is just, oh, you cannot beat it. So she obviously, in the movie, Belle wanders into the kitchen. She's hungry for food and she's refused to eat with the beast. Um, and she's met with a... Uh, well, many a dancing plate, basically. Um, so I feel like it's something we might all dream of when we're hungry. <laughs> we need that midnight snack. So here you are. Here's your midnight snack music. Here's Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. You're alone and you're scared, but the banquet's all prepared. No one's gloomy or complaining while the flatware is entertaining. We tell jokes, I do tricks with my fellow candlesticks. Put it all in perfect taste that you can Come on and lift your glass, you've won your own free pass to be our guest. If you're stressed, it's fine dining, we suggest. Be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. Oh, so good. If you're stressed, it's fine dining, we suggest. See, there you go, it's there. Music and fine dining coming together, creating something very magical, even if it is animated, I don't care. In my mind, it's 100% real. That can happen in a restaurant, right? That's what we're going to have when we're finally allowed to go and eat out and enjoy ourselves. Uh, Lumiere will be there in all his glory. Um, I want to finish with an, another iconic movie scene, but slightly less inviting in terms of the food and more about gruel. Yeah, not very nice. So this is where food can be enticing. And it's a dream for these young boys in Oliver. Their, uh, their imagination takes them to other places and they want to think about anything rather than their current sort of horrible living standards. So for me, this piece of music as well brings these young lads together. It keeps them going. The idea of a hot meal, hot, hot, sausage, and, hot sausage and mustard. It's sort of that thing where any kind of any kind of uh, food in their mind and imagining that that food for them is makes them sing even better, makes them sing louder, gives them more energy and encourages them to to keep going, to keep going through the hundreds of days with gruel. Um, so there's a line that says, just thinking of growing fat, our senses are reeling. And that's what food does and music too. And the combination just lights up all of our senses together. Um, it shows that we have this relationship with with good music, with good food as well. And uh, yeah, as I say, they're sort of in the musical, and we're here. We'll hear this in a moment. They're sort of looking in on the workhouse staff, and they've got this table of amazing food laid out. And the boys are looking in, and and he's sharpening the knife to sort of carve this amazing turkey. And they look in, and they're like, "Please, we just want some food." Um, and the lyrics say, "Is it worth the waiting for? If we live till eighty-four, all we ever get is..." And they go gruel. And the, the kind of slowness of the music there as well really shows that they don't enjoy that kind of food. Who would enjoy gruel? Every day we say our prayer, will they change the bill of fare? Still we get the same old gruel. So it repeats itself as well. There's not 
a crust, not a crumb. Can we find, can we beg, can we borrow or catch? But there's nothing to stop us from getting a thrill when we all close our eyes and imagine. And then you have this food, glorious food, hot sausage and mustard. It's such a catchy phrase as well. And we all remember that moment. And it makes us think of school meals, maybe when there was a day where you thought, oh, I really don't want to eat that, whatever that is. If it's like semolina or something or swede. Oh my goodness. Makes me get shivers. Um, but there you go. These boys are just, you know, they're imagining in their minds. And of course, the senses, food, music coming together. I thought this was a lovely one to end on. So here it comes. This is from Oliver. Food, glorious food. There you go. Food, glorious food. That's what it's been about today. I don't know about you, but my stomach's rumbling, so I won't keep you any longer. I'm going to head off and get some food myself. I don't know what music I'll play alongside it, but I'd love to know what you guys end up listening to when you're having your favourite meal. Um, If you do have a staycation and you have fish and chips, let me know what music makes it taste better. And if you're heading off abroad, I hope you have a safe and lovely trip. So I hope you'll join me next time. We've got some exciting guests coming up on Music In My Life. Thank you for going on this journey with me on this podcast. It's been so much fun and I hope you continue to enjoy it. And I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear about your favourite piece of music. So make sure you pop a comment on Apple Reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming minisode. Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes. So if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. 
And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.